0: Welcome Season 2, Episode 10 of Sports
1: Banter with Mr. Peanut. And the polar bear, of course. In formal attire with a collared shirt. <laughs> How we doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. We're in uh, different quarters today as we attempt oh. this uh, YouTube
1: channel, Zoom deal. Kinda it's a like little it. different. It is a little different. But, all right. All right. you know, we're learning.
0: Where are you set up at? What, let's let's talk in about the room, that. you know, the <laughs>
1: office, if you will. You know, just bare walls a mirror and some windows yeah you got some class in the back you know a little artwork couldn't have been you doing no absolutely not oh wait hold (laughs) on no i picked both those out actually
0: okay see and that's what people want to know what kind of guy is polar bear decorating mind
1: you you, i'm looking at a picture of lou gehrig's speech in his retirement you know i mean that Mind you, this that's, figure is
0: huge. So that's that's textbook. That makes yeah. a lot more sense than the just pure literature in the back. <laughs> well, no, it's New York. I got New York over the architecture, here. Architecture on the wall, me. you know. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> um, first line of business: wanted to cover this, the results of the snake draft. We both did not win. And uh, how'd it go? How'd you feel about it?
1: Who did win? Actually, I can't remember off the top of my head. If it's Doc, it's fucked. It was not
0: doc. It was, uh, Ryan. Oh,
1: oh. Even more fun.
0: Yeah. I think that's no worse. It is definitely worse. And no one's going to hold that over my uh, head more than him. So.
1: That's oh, tough. good Lord. Well, you'll hear that at every family event. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like what, uh, your board was though? Do you like what you put together? Yeah. I thought I'll be honest. I mean, you know, that was the first time ever doing, you know, anything like that. Um, I thought it was awesome. I think, uh, you know, was I planning on winning? I think if anything I do, I plan on winning, but you know, the, the people, the people will, the people have spoken, I guess. And I, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it sucks. I didn't win, but just, it was cool. It was a great experience. I loved it. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I there is a little bitterness inside me. I mean, I feel like I put together great drafts. I liked what I put together and, uh, you know, people just don't have the same affinity for uh, Gus Johnson that I do.
1: and I guess not.
0: That's a problem, okay? That's a problem <laughs> first and foremost for you. For you uh, people, not for me. Yeah. No, no, no. I They're the ones with the I problem. I stay true. That's right. <laughs> um, but getting into the sports world, number one thing we wanted to cover was uh, the MLB lockout is officially done, over with. Now we can look forward to baseball in the coming month. Um, But, you know, what... What'd you go through during that whole uh, baseball pandemic?
1: Well, you know, like I wrote about last week in uh, on our blog, uh, shout out Sports Banter blog. But the big thing that I'm taking away from this whole lockout is, and I, it's what I wrote about is, you know, Rob Manford is just, and I, I just never thought he would be a good commissioner uh, for the MLB. I mean, he was. Um, and and, and again, I could have the incorrect information, but from my understanding, he was like Bud Selig's like assistant. And, you know, I don't know. Right when he came in, I never thought he was a baseball guy. I think he just has his own opinion of what the MLB is intended to be. And I think we've seen that. Like I wrote about last week, there's, there's been more lockouts that I've noticed with him at the helm than I've noticed in any other baseball uh season or prior to the season going in again i i may have not noticed that prior but i think i don't know it's just a lot of shit i do like that i and again like what i wrote about i do like what kind of has kind of turned in from the uh the lockout yeah. if you will i think you know younger player the guys at lower levels are going to get paid a little bit more there's the international draft which i think is really interesting um you know advertisements on the jerseys and on the helmets i i think what they talked about was definitely um a good move forward for the league but i don't know about you it just seems like i don't know rob manford just he's becoming the roger goodell of the mlb (laughs) Annoying. yeah so well i guess my my
0: main uh viewpoint of that is it, it feels like baseball is kind of behind the other leagues in terms of relationships with their players and just what makes sense to the fans. Like I can't believe it's 2022 and now we're now we finally have a universal DH, but not, yeah, I think it it starts this year, right?
1: I believe so. Yep.
0: Yeah. So now we finally have that. It's like that has been probably a thing they should have done like 10 years ago. And they're trying to figure out ways to get more, uh, you know, fans involved that aren't like you and me who just grew up loving the sport of baseball. And, you know, it could never change. And we would still watch every game. Um, but for the average fan, I mean, you're going to want to see some, some different, uh, I don't know, some different things that are, are new and it makes it more exciting and taking away the pitcher at the plate is definitely, you know, going to help that. I don't think it solves everything. No, um, definitely with the minor league system and, you know, paying those guys more so it's always, you know, that doesn't really get harped on that much in the national media, other than, you know, a few stories here and there of like how rough it is when you're in the minors and, it's a completely different life. So, uh, I, I like the fact that, you know, the guys that are making crazy amounts of money are standing up for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy part now is now it's a free agency frenzy. Yeah. And you know, the spring training is going on now and guys are still, like, you know, all-stars are still unsigned and the season starts next month. So, uh, initially I thought, once the lockout's over, it's going to be this frenzy of GM signing people. And it, it's been a little bit of that, but it still hasn't been as, you know, what you would think of GM just, like, doing whatever it takes to get that guy on their team. Whereas, you know, now that the NFL's free agency is going on as much as or right around the same time as MLB is, like, you're hearing more news from the NFL, which I think, again, says how far or further ahead other leagues are um, of the MLB.
1: Well, I think you bring up a really big point i think we've harped on this you know in previous episodes but just the mlb itself is kind of stuck in this how do you say just this old mentality i mean we see it with i mean look at even for uh hall of fame inductions you know a lot of people believe that barry bonds got snubbed and and i'm one of those people exactly and i mean it's based off this you know, ancient process of, and look, don't get me wrong. I love the purities of baseball. I love the traditions of baseball, but I'm also of that age and of that fan base that sees that the NFL, excuse me, the MLB needs to make progressions towards drawing more fans in with different, different views on things. And (laughs) I, I just think that, Rob Manford is, again, I'm on him again, but I think yeah. he, of this traditional mindset of like, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we just need to figure things out and progress as for a, uh, a more youthful MLB and a, uh, um, a lot more, you know, showy. I, I think, like you said, I think we're behind uh, the eight ball, if you will. Um with the MLB and it shows with the lockout, right? I mean, yeah, the big thing that you talked about was pay for lower level guys. I mean, people have been talking about that for years and mm-hmm. again, it's not a huge step up, but it assists and it shows that the MLB and owners are kind of working towards this, um, you know, this new era of baseball, which we all want.
0: Yeah. So, you know, thankfully, it didn't continue on to the regular nah, season. Yeah, that's
1: huge. And
0: we just got that out of the way. But I think there still there's out, uh, outstanding issues that'll come up in years. Like, I don't think it's, it's over now. You know no. what I mean? I think it's a stepping stone and the players did get a few things that they want, but I'm sure now that the owners have kind of, you know, given, like, you know, yeah. they've given more than they wanted to, then the next time they come at the table, you know, they're going to be wanting what they want. So it's an ongoing dichotomy of shit, but. At least we have baseball. yeah. And I want to get your take on the San Diego Padres now that, you know, obviously we covered in depth last year about the anticipation and, you know, the ultimate demise of whatever the hell happened last year. And this is what I've been thinking lately because baseball is back and I want to (laughs) be right back where I was last year of the excitement around the Padres and thinking that you know we're right in that caliber of teams but i'm not there yet for i'm not there yet and i and it, the tati's injury to his wrist of course it's just
1: like another
0: fucking oh, here we go again another
1: black mark on our face and, man
0: and i just hate that i have to be that like pessimistic at the gate where i should be looking forward to the giant series and dodger series and being like let's get after these guys yeah but i'm wondering what type of product we're going to put out in the field this year so Let me hear, you know, what you think of the Padres going into this season.
1: You know, just first and foremost, I agree with everything that you just said. But second, I think what's really interesting is, you know, last year, I think we were so excited about the season because we had just gone through the COVID season and it was a shortened season. Our Padres had done an exceptional job to get where they were. And you and I, and amongst a thousand other people or a million other people of fans, we saw the potential that our team had. And I think what, you know, to your point of, I don't know where I'm at yet with the season. And I think that comes with just how high our expectations were last season. And just having our season run into the ground, you know injuries man- you know manager changes, manager choices, I mean our guys i mean think about it, but you know peanut, our guys didn't even know what position they were playing every day, so
0: didn't know where they were going to bat in the order i mean it was an absolute mess, and for the rhetoric guys. to be like, oh, we're battling and we're gonna figure it out is it was inferior because it's as a fan of you know we we've watched baseball forever like we know how the the good teams do it it's like we're not doing what the playoff teams are doing we're just trying no. to
1: throw shit at the wall and make it stick and that's why it didn't stick and i and and i think you and i are kind of i don't want it to sound like we're not excited for the baseball season i think what we're no. i think what the huge thing is is that we are Question cautiously cautiously optimistic yeah and my big thing is is in my opinion for the padres i hate to say this again a polar bear move but like i see this as another rebuilding year because we got a new head coach man we're out with you know tatis is out for three months mind you we should never lean upon him but again he is he's the face of our organization
0: superstar yeah
1: and I don't know. I So I, I, that's
0: that's my thing is not necessarily it's all on Tatis, but do we have the makeup of a team where Tatis is out now, which not sure why that wasn't handled like four months ago. But fuck. here here we are. Um so yeah. Tatis is out and that's our best player and it's like do we have the internal capacity to, yeah. to get past that for three months Great and question. put together a good record on the field until he gets back and for starters I have listened to Bob Melvin talk about that situation um, you know just in spring training and I like what he has to say and he seems you know very level-headed and the exact voice that we need in front of that team but again it comes down to who's going to buy into that and you know we're shopping Hosmer and Myers on the side right now and that they're still on the team so that's a you know a cloud that's hanging over us and. Let's say we don't trade them. We don't have to trade them. So there's we're kind of going into that season of them knowing that, you know, we're trying to trade you guys. And I guess we just didn't find a partner as of this moment. But I don't know. There's just a lot of variables within the Padres where I think we're going to have to see literally results of how they're going to play. And it could go one of two ways. I mean, it could just be the extension of last year, or we could have a new energy around the clubhouse and Yeah. You know, next guy up mentality. And, you know, the guys that there's a lot of talent on that team. I mean, it's Machado, Cronenworth, you know, great pitching staff with Clevenger back. Oh, yeah. but Can those guys stay healthy? And can we produce on the field where we're we are playing up to this height? So those are questions that we're not going to answer today, but that's kind of why I'm hesitant to be all in as I
1: was the year previous. I agree with you. I think we're just kind of we're in that WTF, WTF realm of the season, yeah. and it sucks.
0: But moving on to
1: another league, the NFL. I mean,
0: my God. A million things have gone down. Oh, my gosh. Um, where do I mean, you want to start? Kinda, it's kind of like, where. which do you feel most strongly about? Because there's been so many moves. I'll just label a bunch of them, and you can kind of go into whatever you want. I know a couple are Hold near and dear to the Mister. Peanuts heart. Uh, Russell Wilson yeah, <laughs> traded traded to the Broncos. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, Khalil Mack traded to the Chargers. Carson Wentz to the Commanders, formerly known as Washington Football Team. So, I mean, there's a lot of movement
1: around the league. I mean, look. I mean, there's. I, I think you even put on there like Bobby Wagner you know Bobby Wagner yes with the Seahawks I mean you know you got yeah I mean Tom Brady I mean look Tom I, Brady's. <laughs> hey I said it until that guy has he a press conference he is not retired
0: yeah well that's we did a whole episode like respecting the goat and then he was at home for two months and said oh this stinks I'm going back he knows nothing else he's like a he's like a wild
1: animal you can't domesticate him oh yeah no <laughs> um well, what was your first one? It was uh, – Well, the one – What's the, the one that comes out to you? There, Let's start with that. I already uh, know. I think, I think it's a tie
0: between <laughs> – <laughs> I think it's a tie between Rodgers going back to Green Bay. Yep. Which, look, I always knew. You think he's just going to let me go? You think he's really just going to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play for the Steelers. You'll never see me again. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He wants to haunt my dreams. He wants me to be sweating at night the entire week the Bears are playing. <laughs> so that's what he did. Well,
1: and uh, I think to my, that my point, b- go ahead.
0: My bit on that is he is just so annoying. I mean, are you kidding me? I agree. I can- are you kidding me? Literally, the entire season, you do this whole thing. Bring You're in Hawaii. Them. And you don't want, you know, you don't like how the organizations run, and oh, they treated this guy and this guy bad. And it's not about the money, it's about the principle of treating players right. And that was the stance I was on. I was like, oh, okay. I the can understand. He gets it. He's a leader wow. of the team. He's going to stand up for like other guys who, you know, get cut in the normal everyday business NFL. Yeah. And then when push comes to shove, and you could actually leave and you know stand by what you said you believed in yeah you know they throw 200 million at your neck and all of a sudden oh well sorry randall cobb i don't give a shit where you go yeah Now it's about me now it's about me signing my guaranteed deal so i i mean regardless of what roger says i wrote it in the blog as well it's about money. it's about money and it's about his own personal legacy with green bay which i'm sure at the bare end of it he was like if I just have my whole entire career in Green Bay, it looks way different than me going somewhere else and trying to win there. in um, you know, in his mind, I'm sure it's a sense of loyalty to the organization. But I mean, could you do something? Could you do something more disgusting?
1: That's what well, I think. <laughs> I think the whole Rogers thing. I look at it in a little bit of a different light. Of course, you have your you know deep run hate for Aaron, which I love. You know. Yeah, no, that's reinvigorating. I was
0: I was cool.
1: You beat our ass every two, you know, every two times a
0: year, fine. But the whole charade passed.
1: So my opinion on the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is I think there was so much shit talk about him after the season that you know, I think he finally just kind of looked at it and goes, Hey, you know, I got to, you know, stand up here. And look, he has made an immense amount of money. He doesn't need to do that. You know, back-to-back MVPs. I mean, the guy has definitely built a name for himself in the NFL. But, and I have I think I may have said this maybe over to you with like a text, is the guy has not, he is not, to me, is nowhere near like Tom Brady, even Peyton Manning, if you will. And I know that for some people be like, what are you talking about? But just his impact on the game in a positive light, I guess, is is something I, I can't say with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you've gotten the MVP. Yes, you've done this. But for how much shit you've done in the NFL, what do you have to offer for that? And look, Peyton Manning doesn't have a lot of Super Bowls, but I think he's got one more than Aaron. And mm-hmm. – And look, it's, it's hard to get a Super Bowl, And I know I'm kind of hanging up, hanging my hat on that, but look, dude, you have, you are on this pedestal and you have not done it. And I I think that's my big thing against them is that is, is just, you know, you, you talk this big game, you act all, you know, you have this charade, if you will, of how you act. It's, you're not doing it, Aaron, you're not. And yeah, And you're, you know, you get the result of his, you know, playing well as a (laughs) fan, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll
0: continue to win those games, and that's fine. But the the metric of Super Bowls is how you're supposed to be judged. I mean, if you're that great, then be great. Exactly. That's the point. And this kind of ties into my my next uh, thing I wanted to cover, which is Khalil Mack being uh, traded to the Chargers. I saw a lot of, you know, kind of just fan conversation on Twitter between. Bears fans and Packer fans, because Rodgers obviously signed the big deal, and then Mac got traded. So then, all you know the the narrative of fans, not you know people who actually know anything, but <laughs> fans, is that, um, oh, you know, like how disappointing that you wasted, you know, four years of Khalil Mac's career and uh you know whatever, and then on my end, I'm like, what What has Aaron Rodgers done for you guys? I mean, you guys have yeah. you guys have a great regular season every year yeah right you guys are in the playoffs and you have one super bowl so i mean what's worse to be the bears and have wasted khalil max or like you've had Rodgers for 18 years and you have one super bowl like right. i think i'd rather be the bears to be honest I like, at least i know what i'm getting into you yeah. guys think you're going to the super bowl every
1: year i i you know what that is a great i i i agree with you is and I've said I, I've said this at length is Aaron Rodgers has not done what he's expected to do. And he that's what that's what bothers me. And he
0: hasn't fucking done it. Right. And that's what bothers me about just Packer fans in general because they're so quick to just be, oh yeah, the Bears are awful and you guys are awful, poverty franchise. And I'm like, yeah, I, am I saying we're better than the Packers? No, but. If if we had Aaron Rodgers, I would have expected 18 years of play to have resulted in more than one championship. You know where you beat the Bears.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I I think think a lot of I think a lot of fans for Green Bay, and again, I'm not talking about all Green Bay fans, okay? Let's just this is I'm talking about all of them. This is (laughs) Polar Bears' opinion. But there How do I say this? Green Bay is in the NFL is surrounded by NFL history and, and and just there's so much outside energy and emphasis on, Oh, you know, the NFL, you, you automatically know the Packers, you know, you know, Vince Lombardi, you know, the Lombardi trophy, there's this huge, just like, you know, you know, my nose is a little bit higher than you, you know, thing like that with Green Bay fans. Exactly. And they are they're stuck in that mentality. Like, I mean, look at it. You've had an you've had, I don't even know how many MVPs Aaron Rodgers has won. You, but let's just look at the recent seasons, right? You have the back-to-back NFL MVP, and that guy doesn't have a Super Bowl for those two seasons. That's that is as fans, <laughs> you gotta look at yourself and go, it's no, either, either the organization, which it is. Or Aaron Rodgers isn't the answer. Yeah, you can definitely – that's what differentiates – and I'm going to say this. That's what differentiates him and Tom Brady. Tom Brady can get it done and get a Super Bowl. Again, it's the organization built around him. But Aaron Rodgers is, yeah, I have my personal accolades, but a Super Bowl trumps all that shit, everything. And in response, as a Bears fan – you, don't get me wrong, old bears have have success. Old bears, you know, teams have had their success, but as of recent, they, you guys have gone through your shithole. and you understand that your direct effort as a fan and of course for your team is a Super Bowl. you're not you're not right. all up on, oh, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Let's just say Khalil Mack got the MVP last year. I think you would be ecstatic, but you understand that as a fan, That doesn't mean shit. A Super Bowl is your golden ticket. And that is where there's this huge difference between, I'll say Bears fan and Packers fans. You guys are realistic. The (laughs) Packers fans are like, la-di-da, you know? Well, yeah, no, it's, I mean, you're going to have a great
0: regular season. Like nine times out of 10, you're going to have a great regular season with Rodgers. But, I mean, that's not the goal. I mean, there's like, I don't know how many teams make the playoffs now, but that's the goal isn't to just be in it. But anyway, that's the Rodgers thing.
1: I'm um, a team that gets to the playoffs and has no MVPs on it, rather than a team yeah. that's got the MVP and doesn't have a Super Bowl winner on it. That
0: Well, and then, want? I mean, your last bit, my last bit on that is, I mean, how many years does Rodgers have left? And this is the results you have. One Super Bowl with one of the greatest quarterbacks to do it. and That's not a good luck. I mean, one Super Bowl. So, sure, I'll catch a lot of heat for that. Who gives? Bring it, bring it. (laughs) Um, But Khalil Mack got traded to the Chargers for a second and a six, and I mean, I think that's
1: worth. I I I'll be honest. I think that's what he's worth. So,
0: initially, I was. I wouldn't say like like crazy upset about it but like that's my guy that was my favorite player on the team guys an absolute warrior playing through injuries um you know it was one of the best days ever when he got traded from the raiders to the bears i mean that was just an amazing huge huge and the bears went on to win the division that year so it was just like he was instantly uh you know the fan favorite yeah so when he got officially traded i was I think more so just bummed that that's how it ends of his era in Chicago of like, but it makes total sense in terms of business because like you said, uh, that's probably what he's worth at this point. Yeah. Um, and for him, I think it makes a lot more sense going to a team like the Chargers where, you know, you're lined up on the other side of Joey Bosa, and you know, there's a lot of good players on that defense, and they're kind of trying to make that extra push to. Yeah you know be a legitimate playoff and super bowl contender and i think in that respect i'm excited for him because he's going to be on a much better team than he would have been if he stayed in chicago for another year so i totally get that and the other part it says to me is the bears are you know we're restarting this whole thing not to say we're going to be like the damn texans or you know one of those just awful teams that's looking at like the number one pick but Yes. That's what you got to do. I mean, we're bringing in a new regime and we have guys that are good at football from the old regime, but it's like that window is closed. We, not that it's Khalil Mack's fault, but, um, you know, just that window of opportunity where we could be able to pay Khalil Mack like $40 million for year in, year out and try to build a team around that. That's over with. And now it's like we have to go build the offensive line and, try to create a new identity for this bears team. So uh, in that respect, I'm excited that at least a guy who's in charge knows that we can't act like we're still involved in the, the playoff chase and we are yes. making the same stupid signings and have the, the the same weaknesses that we did yesterday. So I get, it took me a little bit, but I, I'm in on the trade and yeah. in polls, we trust.
1: I, I, uh, the whole Cleo Mack thing, again like I said I think it, I think I think the Bears got what he was worth um you know I think uh you know even honestly I think even a second and maybe like a fourth rounder would have been good uh for Khalil I would have been better yeah <laughs> it probably would have been better but I you know I, like I said I think that four to six range for that second pick I think that's I think that's right where his uh, yeah. profitability is if you will um, I, it's funny because I was thinking about this whole thing when, when I saw when you put it up in our uh, agenda, and I I started thinking about it. And I started thinking about it from the Chargers side. And, you know, again, Joey Bosa is there and he's got his side locked down. I think that ever since, uh, Melvin Gordon or uh, Melvin Ingram left the Chargers and went to the Chiefs, I think the, um, I'll be honest. I think the chargers have been trying to find that other, other side guy. And I, I'll be honest. I think Cleo Mack is a good fit for that. I think he's a guy that can definitely get you some good, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good results. I think he's going to be someone that's going to be sticking it out on that side. I also, I also too, as you know, who knows, Joey has been hurt. He's prone to injury, right? He may be a second guy for Joey's side. Like, Hey, you know, Khalil, if Joe's out, we're going to slide you to his side. We're going to expect you to take that over. So I think it does give the Chargers a lot of opportunities. Again, a defensive minded coach is always going to look for that step up on the defensive D line. So I I think it was a good move. Um, I think the big thing for me is seeing the interaction of those guys and see how Joey and Khalil and how they work off of each other and how the Chargers are going to actually use them to move forward with their defense because it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It really is. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, if they can stay healthy, that's going to be one of the best pass rushes, you would assume. Um, I mean, because both of the Donald guys... Are in <there>. guys <laughs> I mean,
1: you can't do anything,
0: man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the Chargers have been very active in free agency and on the market, and I've, I feel like they kind of saw how the, the Rams built their roster and just kind of went for it this off in this uh, yeah, free agency cool. period, because they also signed uh, J.C. Jackson, the cornerback from the Patriots, yeah. which is just an outstanding, you know, it costs you a pretty penny, but he's going to be a every down corner for you. And you put him on the other side of a young rookie and well, not a young rookie, but a young player in Asante Samuel Jr., who I like a lot. And, you know, there's starting to be those uh, marquee names on that defense where if you're a Charger fan still, then you can get, then you can be you can at least be excited about what's to offer. Now, will the Chargers be the Chargers and find ways to yes. mess up this incredible roster? Of course. Quite possibly. I mean, that's the history. But, I mean, to at least make the move, you got to tip your hat to that. So, I, I love how the Cubs and the Padres always make trades and the Bears and the Chargers are now trading. So, it's just like... I like that, yeah. I'm just always involved somehow. <laughs> um, I guess the last big one is... Russell Wilson, which he's kind of been on the block for the last two years, and uh the Broncos find a way to get it done.
1: What do you got on that? you know when when I believe you texted me or I texted you about <laughs> Russell Wilson, and I think I literally texted you, what the fuck because <laughs> i I think the way it happened was very, very how do you say it just so under the radar, and i i i I think there's been a lot of, I think you, even you, me, even big, big NFL fans have seen that kind of writing on the wall for Russell. And I don't think we actually thought it was going to happen. And when it did it, just the way it happened, it was just like, Hey, Russell Wilson's being traded. You know, it, it just out of nowhere. And um, I was talking about this. I was talking this over with one of my buddies and, he brought up a good point. I honestly think that the whole Seattle team, I think they're over. um, Oh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on uh, Pete Carroll. I I think the team itself is over Pete Carroll. I hate to say that. I I think the Seattle's, I think Seattle Mm -hmm. needs to maybe move on from him. Um, And I, I think Russell Wilson is probably over it too. I mean, look, Pete Carroll is definitely a player's coach, but he also is the same guy that wants to control everything. And he wants, he wants it his way. And I think Russell Wilson may have started to, you know, voice voice his opinion a little bit more as he's, he's, you know, he owes that, you know, he's owed that. And Mm -hmm. I just think one, you know, out of this whole thing with Russell Wilson, I think God bless you Broncos. I think that was a great, whatever the hell you guys did. I, I don't, I didn't see what the breakout was, but, Whatever you guys did to get Russell Wilson was great. Um, number two, I think Seattle really needs to get an understanding of what their future looks like without uh, Pete Carroll. If that's the case, at some point after this season, um, and Seattle's fucked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, to it put is, it plainly, they are.
0: I mean, that's yeah. I would say, like they're they're in a literal rebuild. Because you've you've torn down Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner, sure. Russell Wilson, and now I mean you make those two moves, and that's a huge statement for that organization. Like, yeah, franchise T is gone, and our best defensive player for the last ten years is gone. Also, is I don't
1: think this is what we're doing. And just real quick on the Bobby Wagner thing is, I don't think, I don't think Seattle can do anything to get him back. Like, oh, you know what? I, you know, just from what I saw, the way that he found out, he didn't even find out from the team.
0: Yeah, that's see, what we talked
1: about prior. I mean, that's bullshit. I hate that.
0: I, I absolutely hate that. You call yeah. the guy before it makes news, and especially in this climate of people are going to find out shit before you even tell them. Yeah. So, you, like, pick up the phone and call the guy. You played it for 10 years, won you a Super Bowl, almost won yeah. two if you would have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's the nasty side of the NFL, and I don't understand that. Like, if you're a guy in power, just call the guy.
1: Dude, what's wrong with transparency in the NFL? Yeah. It's really weird. I
0: don't know. That's, it's just, I think it's just the power dynamic that they have, and they just figure it have to Good. do it, but that's, that's not Good how you do it. Um, but Russell Wilson, I mean, it just goes to show, like, the type of organization the Broncos are, where. They've been looking and looking and looking for a quarterback and they just keep making moves. They don't wait around to see if like a draft uh, prospect's going to work out. They just try to get the best guy available. And honestly, I wish my team did that. I know I'm happy with, I'm very happy with Justin Fields and the, the the potential that he has. Yeah. But I mean, we're talking, you know, 25 years, 30 years of not having a quarterback in that position and trying to build other places and like, You know, having the best defense in the league periodically, but with nobody on offense. Yeah. If you would pair up somebody of Russell Wilson's caliber with a great defense like we had, I mean, who's to say we couldn't have won a Super Bowl, you know, in years past? So I think it's a huge tip of the cap to the Broncos and that whole division's quarterback, you know, those are, I mean, you got Mahomes, Derek Carr, Herbert, who's a beast, Air Bear. Now, Russell Wilson. I mean, there's not one easy division game in there. And every one of those home games is going to be a tough place to play. So that's going to be a really fun uh, divisional matchup that we'll see. Oh, I'm.
1: I don't know how much involvement John Elway is in the Broncos still, but God bless that man for making that move. I mean, that was huge. I mean, like you said, I think just that division is going to be awesome to see. Oh, man. The whole Khalil Matt, Mack thing—that's that's, that's going to be real interesting.
0: Yeah, it's going to come down to yeah. health. I think um, he was hurt pretty much all of last year, uh, but when he's healthy, I mean, he's just an absolute freak. So,
1: he especially just if he doesn't have to—if
0: he doesn't have to be the guy, like Joey Bosa is playing well, it's going to be.
1: Well, are like a, a scary team. Exactly. I think that's really what I'm trying to. I guess that's what I'm trying to get my mind around. Is he's just got. This opportunity to really, I don't know how much longer he can play, but he could definitely like flourish this into something. And I, and I mean, let's put it this way the Chargers, I hate to say this, the Chargers have a real opportunity to win a Super Bowl in the next two or three seasons. And oh yeah Khalil Mack, I mean, dude, stay on the long run. If you're there, get a Super Bowl. Like, yeah.
0: Well, that's how, that's how the Chargers are built right now. I mean, you got a young quarterback who can sling it and is only going to get better. Um, you still got those that receiving core. They re-signed Mike Williams, which is huge. I mean, he gets hurt a lot too, though. Yeah. But when he's healthy, he, I mean, he's six five and can jump out of the gym. So good luck covering that. Um, yeah, I mean, let me ask. I this. To see because I I wish <laughs> I wish I could be excited about it, but I'm gonna watch from afar. And really let me ask you it, this:
1: Chargers, let's just say Chargers win a Super Bowl. Are you? Well, two questions, twofold. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, would you talk about this a lot? <laughs> would you go? Would you go to the parade? No, neither would I. If it was in San Diego for a like, hey, San Diego Chargers fans, would you go to it? I'd protest. Me the too. The shit out of it. I would. How say- dare oh. you get out? <laughs> yes
0: get out yes. and go have your like 10 person parade in los angeles i would do a parade. i hate no one
1: cares i hate <laughs> spanos parade i would do that
0: yeah no it's a it's either a protest or a riot there's no <laughs> celebration there's, there's no celebration going on that's, that's for sure season two episode 10 a lot to cover obviously there's that was a lot awesome. going on i don't know about you i
1: love this episode this was fun
0: this is yeah this is a good episode i literally because i texted you and i was like there's so much to discuss right oh well, so happened. And then so much more should happen.
1: Oh, of course. Um,
0: but we covered the snake draft, which shout out to uh, Ryan Downing for taking the crown on the first one. We will remove that crown as quickly as possible. So we're getting to work on when the next st- snake draft will be taking place. He'll <laughs> be, de- be
1: dethroned quickly.
0: Yeah. He's, I mean, I can't wait, though. Because like after the first one, I was already like, okay, there's some strategy of like, where you want to pick. Yeah, I, when I took the first pick, it took it just takes so long to get back, and all the stuff that I wanted to like get after was gone by the time I was up again. So, great, right. something to consider when oh, the yeah. next time
1: your name shows up it's on like the wheel. T- it's like taking a quarterback in the first round of fantasy, it's yeah. just, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He better be good. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: the, um, the MLB well, lockout is over. Very curious to see how the Padres come out. Uh, the first part of the year we need them to come out hot based on how we finished last year under 500
1: um are you going to opening day um i will try to determining on you know that is an, I, that,
0: yeah that is an event that
1: if you haven't been you need to go because yeah. that is a great time it's just a lot of baseball energy which yes yeah.
0: You Usually know. it's in the afternoon, but I believe it is on a either Friday or Saturday night this
1: year. Yeah, that's what I I, I was trying to – when you said it, I go, I think it's actually uh, later in the week, which is going to be great.
0: Yes. And then we covered a lot of the movement in the NFL, highlighted by Russell Wilson, the Broncos, Rogers. I'll see your ass again next year and probably <laughs> the year after. Probably okay. the year after. Until I'm like fifty, I guess I don't know what. What's your plan with me, Rogers? Just let yeah, me yeah. know. And then I'm sure whoever they bring in next will be. All right, I'm I'm going too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Max going to the Chargers. Uh, Seahawks cut Bobby Wagner. I also had Carson Wentz got traded to the Commanders, which is more funny than anything because you know how that one's gonna end.
1: There's no quarterback that gets traded to Washington and then turns into a good player. So no, the Washington so might take Commanders over. like. I saw something where their rating, once they got Carson Wentz, went lower. So, that's great. (laughs) Take the jersey off the
0: shelves. Don't even put it up. No. And really exciting this week. And the reason for our snake draft is March Madness. Today is Tuesday, the 15th. So, we got the first four games going on right now. But the real tournament begins Thursday morning. 9 a.m. Oh, baby. There is going to be some stuff that goes on, and it will be discussed thoroughly. I hope to Christ, my bracket stays intact, but it almost never does. so how many brackets are you doing this year so I'm doing I usually do two, and I'm doing two again. I will say it this year seems more difficult to me than years past, and I don't know why that is. It oh. seems like the teams are closer and I agree with that. Um, yeah ability i guess and literally i mean anybody could make the run so and you know you had last year with ucla making the run and yeah from the first four on and there's been more events like that happening than the traditional you know just one seeds making it all the way so yeah very excited for thursday i'm actually going to the games at beaos arena on friday with doc and ryan i love that so that will be great. Um, yeah, so we'll see how those first round games end up. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fireworks there. Uh, what do you got on that?
1: Well, I'll be having uh, – I think I'll do four or five brackets. Just Okay, a few different pools, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess like...
0: all in all, I'll probably do like four,
1: but yeah. two that I
0: actually care about.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's two that I'm definitely going to be like, all right, you know. And then the other four just kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, long shots, like just kind of throwing those. Oh yeah. Let me do a long shot all the way. Just, you know, have, have some fun. Absolutely. Give me some Absolutely. options to win some money. You know, who knows?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And I guess lastly, now that we're on YouTube, this is our YouTube channel I'm trying to grow this damn thing. Oh, volume up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Check out the Snake Draft if you haven't. We're on Apple and Spotify podcast. Check out the blog. We got PB rolling on there now, talking trash on Manfred, Aaron Rodgers. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, the more blogs you uh, look at, the more fun you're going to have.
1: It's just going to be a lot of tick shit talking. That's what it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah, I love it.
0: There's a lot. We already have a lot of blogs on there, and it's only going to continue to grow. And I'm sure... You know the craziness that's happening in sports right now. We have a lot of content to write about. So
1: also, grammar police. Keep your comments to yourself, okay? I'm not a grammar guy. I'm just a guy that's got a lot of opinions, okay? (laughs) And when you got a lot of opinions, grammar doesn't mean
0: shit. It's opinion based, and to make you laugh, to make your day a little better. So tune in SportsBanterCity.blogspot.com. But for episode two, close season two. Episode 10, (laughs) Sports Banter. Out.
1: Out.